ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Relationships Rule. This is my actual first recording of the new year 2022, and I'm really pleased to have a special guest with me today who is a fellow connector and networker. His name is Frank Agan, and I would like to say welcome, first of all, Frank, to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate I'm uh, I'm your first interview of 2022. Yeah, it's kind of fun because I know that we're kindred spirits. Now we met in in the spirit of what you and I do, and that is from a referral um, of someone that we both got to know through the internet. I think through LinkedIn and referrals lead to referrals, and people recognize when good people need to be connected and i love that and i think we hit it off right away and we had a couple of long conversations um before this one and i am i want my audience to know a little bit about what you do these days frank because you are in my world completely when it comes to people so will you share with them who um what exactly are your things that you focus on these days yeah i mean, i'll just uh, i'll kind of give everyone the nickel tour um, I live in Columbus, Ohio, which is in the central part of the United States, for those who are, are not familiar. Um, I moved here 37 years ago to go to law school. Uh, and I went to the Ohio State University. And I've got a law degree and I got an MBA. And Janice, I was of the mindset that to succeed in this world, you needed to have the credentials. You needed to do well in school. And that was the ticket. Um, and so I got a law degree, got an MBA, did relatively well, got a job in public accounting as a tax consultant. It was a great job, it was great pay, great clients, great everything, but I realized I didn't really wanna do taxes for the rest of my life. And so I, I was entrepreneurial, I decided to leave and go into private practice. And I tell people that a funny thing happened when I went into private practice. And the funny thing was that nothing happened. I had no idea how to get clients. And I think that's a common theme amongst solopreneurs, people new in business. So I struggled for about a month. I tell people I was that bad actor at the at the chamber functions, right? I mean, we all know that guy. It was me, just handy, just desperate for business. Yeah. Um, so at any rate, I just it was it, it's especially complicated because and we can joke about attorneys, but attorneys have certain rules, and we're not supposed to call people. We're not supposed to cold call. You need to wait for the phone to ring. Um, Part of the ethical standards in the United States, and maybe I'm sure I'm in most countries. I mean, it's a again we joke about attorneys, but there isn't where there is an ethical standard there, and sure. they're very serious about it. So I just literally waited for the phone to call. But one day I had lunch with a friend of mine from law school, and, and mind you, this is six plus years after law school, and she had taken a different path. She had started a firm right out of school. And she was doing relatively well. And I just asked her, I said, what do I need to do to be successful? And she said, you need to get into a tips club or a leads group. People out there who are, if you're familiar with BNI, something along those lines. Well, I was introduced to an organization. It was based out of Pittsburgh. It wasn't BNI, but it was very similar. I, I now know. Um, but when I showed up, it made total sense to me. 
that you could lift up your whole world by helping other people. I mean, I'm not sharing anything new to you. You get no, this. But that's so key. That is so key. Right. Yeah. But it was it was this revelation that I, you know, Janice, I could talk you up all day and feel great about myself because it's all true and you're a wonderful person. <laughs> and not that I'm not, but when we self-promote, it's exhausting. Yeah. And the having the opportunities to promote other people and know that they're going to do the same for you is just very liberating. So I got really involved in that. Um, I became that group's first president. Uh, I became the first franchisee of the organization. And then in the early 2000s, had an opportunity to buy it out. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. And I jumped at it. Mm -hmm. um, and I you know, still remember the conversation with my wife. You know, you're, I, I'm going to stop the practice of law, mm -hmm. which I'm done. Um, practicing law is great. You know, but I know what I'll be doing 30 years from now with this new thing. I don't know where it's going to go. Right. It changed the entire trajectory of my life. I, you know, sat down and started becoming a student of networking, why people get referrals, why they don't, mm -hmm. why certain people are successful networking and why other people struggle. And there are definitely patterns. There are definitely reasons. So that led me into writing books and writing articles and speaking and podcasting and, uh, and growing what is now known as Amspirit Business Connections, which is, is very similar to BNI. Um, and uh, so that's what I do. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a connector. I like to help people become successful through the people around them. Well, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but I think I did that um, the same person that introduced us introduced me to another fellow who was in Europe. And this fellow was marketing something to podcasters. And he sent me some information and he, this was before I was introduced to you actually. And that information came via an email and it had another email attached to it that was to you, which I think was a mistake mm -hmm. that he had okay. done. But there was your name. Now, the person that did essentially introduce us had mentioned your name and I went, oh, there's that name again. And then the third time was with the actual introduction. And I said, well, I definitely have to meet Frank because he's getting around you know like yeah. person that introduced us is in england this guy was in sweden i think yeah and you're in ohio i'm in vancouver canada so it's like i love this networking world i love it so let me let me transition okay. that into okay we've been online for two years now and i've been online longer actually because um i do a lot of my linkedin training online i do a lot of my um uh, send out cards business online and i work with a lot of americans and and um some in australia and things like that as well so i'm used to it but a lot of people weren't and so your networking uh world had to pivot mm -hmm. when that happened now do you think that okay those of us who know how to network effectively maybe we had to transition a little bit or tweak a little bit, but those people who are just used to going to their weekly um, in-person events, some of them, it was difficult. Do you think it'll go back to that or will it always be a hybrid? What do you think? Well, I think what we've done, I mean, I, you know, when the lockdown first came down and I don't know what it was like in Canada, but in early March, 
it was, hey, and I didn't know, hey, are we going to not even allowed to drive? I mean, am I going to get arrested driving to my office? This I'm is down. 2020, right? March yeah. 2020. Yeah. March 2020. Yeah. yeah thank you. Um, and I can, I'm at my office. I continue to come to my office. But I remember waking up the Saturday after the announcements were made. Hey, listen, you know, schools are closed. Everything's closed. Um, and just being in a panic, middle of the night, what's happening to my business? It's a very face-to-face -face business. Right. But the beautiful thing about entrepreneurs is they will find a way. Mm -hmm. And it was very quickly that everybody's like, yeah, we're going to do Zoom. We're going to figure this thing out. And just this, just this mass flow of learning, getting people up to speed was just, was very inspiring. Um, do we, I don't think it ever goes away. I think we migrate back to, you know, there, are, there eventually will be back to in-person meetings and things like that. But we always have this out here, this Zoom thing that we can get into. In fact, I've had a couple people reach out to me, one gentleman uh, in New York and another guy I know in Thailand who just have reached out to have a Zoom call. And both their calls were very similar in that I've gotten to know you, Frank. I really like you. I know eventually we're going to get back to somewhat normal. I don't want to lose this connection, though. I don't want this. I don't want this to be like if you remember summer camp, you go off to summer camp yeah. and you make those connections yeah. and then you go back home and you just kind of lose touch. Right. Right. I don't want that to happen. Um, right. And um, and I hope it doesn't. I, you know, I I hope it doesn't. So that actually brings up another point. And I think it's a point that, again, whether it's in-person networking or online networking, it's still so important to follow up. And it's yeah. not just the initial follow-up, it's the continual follow-up in one way or another. And something you just said about, um, wait, I just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, uh, whether, you know, I've been sort of watching when I go into a Zoom um, breakout room, you know, you're not in control of who's going to be in that room with you. Whereas right. when you're in a face-to-face -face situation, you can work the room and find the people you want to talk to and leave if you don't want to, right? You can't right. really do that in a Zoom room. And in some setups, you have 20 minutes in that room with five people, or you have five minutes. It depends on the setup. But there are times when I know right away, do I want to be here with these people? Yeah. So, um, they're not my people or whatever so i have to take it up a different or take a different stance and i'm not going to follow up with the ones i don't want to follow up with for sure but i want to make sure that the ones i do that i get their information and i do it quickly but there is that um for lack of a better term kind of time wasting piece that goes on yeah, there is. There is. Um, and you agree. I just want no, to I, I, I do, you know, um, but it's a given the take. We uh, give and take, yes. you know, we're not driving to meetings, you know, and that's oh my gosh. That's, you know, yeah. I don't think I'll ever do that again, to be honest. Yeah. I don't, you know, I, I just read an article by a client of mine. He's in the mortgage um, business. He's a president of a company, but he's also a trainer in the industry. And he wrote a a blog post last week about follow-up and or uh, no it wasn't that was another article it was about the the online versus offline networking and he said how would you ever want to go back to you know the extra hour 
of driving there and back, the parking, the parking fees, everything that goes into the face-to-face. -face. I think you need to dress up and go to an event once in a while, yeah. but I don't know if I'll ever do that at the same extent. It just wastes so much time and we have to be efficient with our time these days. Well, I mean, I totally agree. You know, I think you've, you know, you've got to go where you've got to go where the business is at. So if somebody's coming to you and saying, Hey, Janice, we want to bring you into the, our office to train people on LinkedIn. We've got a whole setup. You're going to do it. Of course. Yeah. What, what the hybrid allows us to do is make that choice. Whereas before I might say, okay, you want to, I really want to have a cup of coffee with this person, or I really want to get acquainted to this with this person. Now I can say, Hey, we can do it over zoom. Yeah. You and I have never met in person. Yeah. But I feel as connected to you as I do to people that I have met in person. Um, That's the beauty of it, right? I love it that. Is. Yeah, it's, I know. It's, I mean, it's a strange thing, and I'm sure there's they're doing studies out there, and it's it'll it'll all be very fascinating as to what this has all done. Um, but we have that ability now to say, you know, in the past we've gotten together, we don't need to do that now. Um, let's both save the time. Yeah, and I think that frees it. It frees me up to do more of them because in the past people would say, hey, Frank, I'd love to have a cup of coffee with you just to get to know you. And my response was, I don't do coffee. It's not that I don't drink coffee, I don't like coffee, but I don't have time for a 90 minute get acquainted cup of coffee. And they're like, well, it's only 30 minutes. No, yeah. it's 90. Yeah. By the time I get up out of my chair, get to my car, drive get there get settled get back it's 90 minutes that's what this um, article was about too exactly yep. and although i think there's a way to present it and before COVID, i remember people saying that to me and i kind of got offended a little bit yeah sometimes so it's all the way that it's presented and whatever because if we both know our time is valuable and we know we don't want to waste each other's time that may be a better you know um, presentation of it that makes me actually come to a question that I want to ask you based on, I think it was in one of your books. I know you've written several books and that was a, a little while ago, right? Do you have a new one in the works or anything? You know, I started to work on one called Networkology. I, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated by the science of all this and I'm yeah. kind of a collector of these studies out there. Yeah. And I thought about writing a book, but it's like, you know what? I think I've got 10 books. I think it's enough. You know. <laughs> well, I don't remember which one this was in. I think it was, um, uh, now I can't remember. I wrote it down, but I can't see it. Anyway, you'll know because um, the question that I saw in there was that you um, talked about was who is the most important person in your network? Yeah. And do you remember the book? It's called The Champion. That's right, the champion, and it's a it's an allegory or an um it's a yeah, story, a, a parable right? or a fable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, kind of like the go giver and and yeah. um, the best networker in the world, those kinds yeah. of things. Okay, um, so so what's the answer to that question? Well, the most valuable person in in your network is you. Kind of gives the whole book, and that's the whole fable. Is this guy's this guy is searching for the champion? Um, oh, and it doesn't give it away in a sense because. Um, people have to see it in action. They have yeah. to understand, right? Yeah, well, that's yeah. fine, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, and the reason we came up with the book is, is because what people need to realize is, you know, networking is, a, it's about, our, it's about our, our habits and our attitudes. And it really starts with us. I mean, who, who do you want to hang around with? Somebody who's outgoing and smiling or somebody who's a mope, right? I mean, it's, you know, 
I, and I know that's kind of a no brainer, but yet you go to networking events and you see people and they've got this look on their face, like my mom made me come here. Or they're and you, terrified and that's how it comes. You yeah. Know. Or whatever it is. And, and so, you know, or, you know, one of the, a quote I got early on from somebody was, is the reason people don't get everything they want in life is they're too busy trying to get everything they want in life, which I think is, you know, and they're, and, you know, people are out there, it's about me. What, what can I get? What can I get? What can I get? And the great, not a mystery, but the, you know, I, I guess the, um, Harvey wanted the inconsistency of, of life is when you start helping other people, things really start pouring back at you. Mm -hmm. The and law it's, of reciprocity, right? It is. It's a, yeah. I, I call networking the great bait and switch because everybody comes to networking, right? The bait and switch, you know, hey, I'm going to go down here and I'm going to buy this cheap car. And then they try and upsell you because the cheap one's not there. Yeah. You know, but, but people say, well, I want to network. I want to network. And they come to networking. And once they're in networking to get things, they are quickly schooled in. You need to give things first. Well, wait a minute. I'm here to get things. Yeah. I understand. But you need to give first. It's that old um, joke that, or not joke, but I think I heard, first heard it from Dr. Ivan Meisner, the founder of BNI, but I don't know if he coined this one, but it's the story about, you know, going to, he asked the question in the, to the audience, how many of you go to networking events to sell something? and everybody puts up their hand. And how many of you go to networking events to buy something and nobody puts up their hand? Yeah. So, right, I don't know who said it first, whether it was him or somebody else, but it's so true. I mean, that's where the, the downfall of, of so many people um, happen at networking events. And I remember learning very early on, whether it was some, from someone else or observation, but that when I go to a networking event, in person um, or a trade show or anything like that. What I want to do is meet five people. I want to meet the organizer. I want to meet the speaker. I want to meet the person at registration. And I want to meet the two hubs in the room, so the people that are the connectors. And it's right. usually the registration people or the organizer who can point me in that direction. So, you know, that's all I want to do. I don't care about anybody else at that point. So, to me, you have to know, you know, your intention when you go to an event, Be, do your homework before you go, make it worth your while. And when you're talking to any of these people, you always need to come from a place of giving. What can I offer you guys? How can I help? What, you know, and, and for me, when I'm talking to someone, and I know you do this too, you're thinking, how can I help this person? What can I offer to give them a value? I, I know that right away. And that's what I loved about you right from the first time I spoke to you. Well, I, you know, I think people, people look at that approach. Well, I know they do because my sister's not listening, so I can wrap <laughs> her out. I won't, but I was, I was, there was a woman that somebody connected me to right? She needed help. She had this not-for-profit. I won't get into any of it. She needed help. She was up where my sister lives. And I knew my sister was connected to people that could help her. And so I got my sister on the phone. And I said, hey, I'm going to connect you to this person. And this is what she needs. And blah, blah, blah. I went through the whole thing. And she was like, she was totally mystified. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Why? You know, you're, you know, you're 800 miles away. Why are you doing, I don't get, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. So, well, this person just needs help. 
you know, what don't you understand about that? I know, but what's in it for you? Is she a client? Ah, yes. Well, there's nothing in it for me. It's yeah. just doing something for, you know, I just trust in karma, you know, yeah. divine intervention. <laughs> it's going to come back to me. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. And she looked at me like I had three heads. Um, <laughs> Zoom call and, um, yeah, just forget it. Right. Just, yeah. yeah. It's just, but, but I think in time, Janice, we, we are, you know, our tribe, our people yes. think like us, you know, the person who introduced us Talal. I mean, he thinks like us who he, he introduces more people, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to connect you to Brian Miller who thinks like us. And it's just like, we get, it just keeps, you know, growing. And there are lots of people who think like us. Yes. Um, and, and that's a good story actually, because I heard Brian's um, philosophy, I guess, um, by listening to one of your podcasts where you shared something. Now you have a quote that you use of his all the time. And uh, can you share that with us? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a quote that's early on in his book and it goes something like, and, and uh, I need to reduce it to memory, but it's, it's essentially that you have no idea what opportunities await you on the other side of that next connection. And, you know, so often people try to size people up and I get what you're saying. You're in a group and it's like, you know what, I don't this I'm not jiving with this person. I, I understand that. Right. Yes. But there are people out there where and I'll give you an example. There's uh, her name is Paula Scovier. She grew, she was born in Thunder Bay. Um, she's a she's a Canadian, um, but she lives in Wisconsin and somebody connected me to her. And I'm looking at her LinkedIn profile and Paula is. Um, she's the marketing manager for a disaster recovery business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why am I talking to her? Right. You know, and that was my, the, you know, admittedly, that was my thought. It's like, I don't, you know, she's, she, you know, she's not Janice Porter. She doesn't have a podcast. She's not, she's not one of us, you know, she, she's in a company that could work very well in your, um, yeah, certainly am connections right am spirit and, business connection group yeah well and, and certainly uh, it, certainly that's the possibility but she's just kind of the marketing person so i'm just yeah. looking at the linkedin profile well i got on the phone with her man it's just like it, you know just the, the things we had in common just it, and she's one of us right she's all no idea that's right that's yeah. She's all about connecting. She's, you know, she, she's just part of one little franchise in this whole system, mm -hmm. but she has taken it upon herself to just meet everybody and connect everybody to the extent that the headquarters reached out to her and said, Hey, we want you to do a whole program at our national convention on networking. Nice. You know? Yeah. Um, and then she reached out to me and said, hey, you know, <laughs> I need some help. <laughs> yeah, I need some help. You know? So we, you know, so we did a recording to help her, which certainly helps me. Sure. So you just, you, you never know. I know. You never so, know. Okay. To that point, um, I'm picturing now like a, a, a breakout room. I'll go back to that because you, you mentioned it again. And it's true that there are times when I, you know, I think, well, maybe not, but then I think, okay, I need to be open and see how I can support these people. They may not be directly um, business for me because they're either not ready or they're in, you know, they've got someone already doing that with them or whatever, but sometimes it works and sometimes it still doesn't work and that's okay. But um, I always deflect, like I don't use, I'm usually the one that says, unless there's somebody organized in, uh, that belongs to the organization. In your case, there was when I came to your um, networking hub. Um, 
I didn't have to keep time or, you know, introduce people, but normally I would take that role on if nobody yeah. else does in the room or whatever. And uh, that way I can focus on them and not worry so much about me and just take it away from me so that I can find out more about how I can help them. That's the best way in my mind to get through those things. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Um, well, we're going to always meet all sorts out there and, you know, sometimes, sometimes people just need our help. I've run into people where it's like, oh, I don't know about this person. And you realize that, you know, I'm just going to take a little time and maybe they just need a little guidance. Mm -hmm. um, it's not my job to fix everybody, but, you know, this person's in front of me and I have a little time and um, I'm, I'm not going to make it my life's mission, but I can put five minutes into just saying, you know what, you're really a nice person. You don't need to push as hard selling what you're selling. If you try, mm -hmm. stop trying to sell, you'll sell more. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Understanding that. So yeah, I think I think what's important is that you um, make a a good enough impression on people that you're coming from the heart and you're you're coming from a good place because then you'll be remembered when you need to be remembered to be referred. However, you still need to stay connected. Yeah. To, to up that level, right? And, you know, over Christmas and, and just this week, I've been working with um, a number of my um, send out cards clients. And sometimes you're familiar with send out cards. I yep. think we talked about that. So this is, oh yeah. No, I'm very familiar. Yes. There you are. Okay. So um, uh, Frank holding up a card, I sent him with his yep. picture on it. Yep. And so what I noticed um, in some of these calls I've been having with my clients is if they're new, fairly new, you know, they want to send a Christmas card or they wanted to send a New Year's card, but they want to put a little piece in there that says, you know, if you need any help or if you want to, I'd love to have your referrals. I'm like, just stop for a second and think the purpose of this card is to wish them Happy New Year, to say Merry Christmas, to say, I appreciate you. Don't mix it up with a sales piece. The yeah. next card can be something else that maybe gives them something um, towards the work side of things, but don't try and put it in the thank you card because it takes away from the, the thank you. And that's common. I see that all the time. They yeah. feel that they have to make it about them. The more you make it about the other person, the better. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, people, people feel like they're missing an opportunity and I, and I'll have, to, I'll be honest when I do, you know, when I'm communicating with people, I feel that urge, well, I need to say this, I need to do this. And what I, what I do is I'll just stop and I'll, I'll stop and remind myself that if, if there isn't a relationship here, then it doesn't matter. It's the sales not going to happen. Right. But if there is a relationship, I don't need to say it now because I have a relationship and I can say it later. That's right. You know, and totally. it's, and you have to kind of work through that the, the logic of that in your yeah. head yeah you know, and it's the same thing when i'm at networking events it's like you know what i don't need to talk to this person for the entire event they're a great person i don't need to spend all my time with them if there's truly something here then we'll have another time if there's if 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 there's not something here then you know what i want to try and end this thing as gracefully but as quickly as possible yeah um and again it's just a little bit of kind of working through the mental logic of okay yeah you're right it's all about the relationship and if there's a relationship they'll get it they'll yeah. remember that you're a realtor or you know you do this or that you don't need to remind them of that 
so funny you said that because again those people that aren't as comfortable networking also have trouble getting out of a conversation yeah right and then yeah. that happens to them but my the best um compliment i think that one can get when you are talking with someone in a face-to-face -face situation is this was a great conversation that you know loved meeting you and off they go and you haven't said a thing they've talked the entire time yeah. right so Okay, so you got to read that one way or the other. Either they don't get it, or yeah. they're going to be open to because you've said something that will allow you to follow up with them. If you think that what what they've told you has shown them a problem that you can solve, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think the reality is is that networking networking is not totally mechanical. No, um, oh, no. it's you know it's, it's people differ day to day. You, you have to really have a feel for it. Um, and that's where I get a chuckle. People come out to events and it's just, they're just, you know, they, they, they've got one, one shtick, right? It's like, yeah. I'm going to pitch, hand you a card. I'm going to move on. Um, and how and, did that go for you? You know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I'll never go to another chamber event. I didn't get any business from it. Right. Right. Exactly. So I, yeah, we could talk about this for hours. So, um, I do have. A couple of questions I like to ask people. I don't always ask them both, but I feel like I want to ask you both. First one is, um, well, and this is two part. They're both two part. The first okay. one is, um, are you a reader, a video watcher, a podcast listener, or an audible reader? Like, what's your um, favorite mode of learning or reading or entertainment these days? And what are you reading these days, whether it's on audio? Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I, I'm a reader. I like physical books, okay. as you can, if people can't yeah. see, I've got lots yeah. of books yeah. behind me. Um, and I used to do a fair amount of reading, sitting down and reading a book cover to cover. About two years ago, I started doing this one minute podcast hmm. where I'm always looking for information. I'm always looking for neat quotes that I could turn into 150 words. You know, I'll quote somebody, here's 20 words of something yeah. that Brian Miller said this, and this yeah. is what it means. Um, and so what I find myself doing is always having, uh, well, you can't see in front of me, there's 10 books in front of me. And then I'll just, as I'm, as I'm drafting, I draft these things out. I'm about six months out working oh, on this. Yeah. Um, so I am a reader. I'm more of a, I'm more of a sampler of different books and I'll read a couple chapters and then I'll put it away and then read another book and put it away. Um, just trying to be a collector of great quotes. Okay, cool. That's good to know. All right. Thank you for that. And sometimes, you know, I took this course once called uh, your sacred gifts and um, I became a trainer in it, but I never really did anything with it. Mm -hmm. This is based on that. We have, there are 24 sacred gifts and we all have at least three or four, um, that we know of. And one of the gifts um, that I have is knowledge. And one is encouragement, one is knowledge, one is wisdom. I love that one. And teaching and so on. So um, what the teacher was saying about the, um, the knowledge gift is she said, do, you, do how many of you have a pile of books beside your bed and you haven't finished any of them? And I was one of those people. And she said, well, here's something that you can take away. If you've read a few chapters in that book and you've left it, that's probably you've gotten what you needed from that book. So don't feel yeah. guilty about not finishing it because there's so many books out there. And I, oh, it just relieved me so much to know yeah. that. 
you know, so that's kind of a fun thing. So um, the second question, a two-parter is, um, do you believe that curiosity, which is my favorite word, curiosity is, um, oh, there's a thing from Lewis House. That's another person that we've talked about. Um, it's got a flash across the screen. Um, curiosity, is, do you believe that curiosity is innate or learned? That's part one. And part two, what are you most curious about these days? Well, I think I think curiosity is innate. Um, you know, we as humans, we as humans, and, and science tells us this, started somewhere on the grassy plains of Africa, and we have we have populated this whole planet. Um, and we're venturing on beyond that, and we've just been curious. Um, and you know, I just think I think that's part of that's part of what makes us unique. It's part of part of what's helped us survive. And um, it's just I don't you know yeah I think some people are more curious than others, but I think I think generally speaking, it's uh, it's something we're born with. Okay, okay. And what do you what are you most curious about these days? Um, you know, I'm, I'm always curious about what makes people tick, always what curious, what, you know, what can help them, you know, not so much, you know, you know, we all need money, right? We all need, you know, we all need achievement, but I think we need it for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people need money because they want the flashy car and there's nothing wrong with that, right. but that's a different approach than somebody who needs, you know, who needs to be successful because they're building something bigger than themselves. Um, and so I, you know, I'm curious about those sorts of things. Really okay. human, human relations, human, you know, how people, you know, why we do the things we do. Yeah, why, how, how we tick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you for that. And last question, uh, what advice would you give my audience about your favorite either quote or your advice around networking that will help them this year moving forward? Oh, yeah. You know, I, that's easy. Um, I think there's a lot of things that can be said, but I get hit with this all the time when I'm out speaking or on podcasts. And my answer is consistently this. Find something you're passionate about and then go find something to volunteer along those lines. Because, you know, volunteering is just, it's, it's the ultimate, it's the ultimate giving. It's the giving of our time. And, and I tell people when you, when you volunteer your time, and again, something you're passionate about, don't be calculating, well, there's a lot of people, a lot of potential clients here. No, 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 don't do that. Something you're passionate about. Um, and when you get out there and you do that, one, you're not doing it by yourself. You're rubbing elbows with people who are passionate about the same thing. Mm -hmm. And they will, they will find out about you. They will figure out your story. Um, and I've got a cute little anecdote to this that I'll share. Um, but when you're out there and you're doing this, people who aren't passionate about it, see it, see that you're involved and know that you're a giver, know that you're trying to make the community a better place. And that just raises your raises your awareness with them but you're just how they look at you mm -hmm. you know we're we are hardwired as, as humans hardwired as humans to find the people who are contributing to the people around us mm -hmm. whether it benefits us or not we just we're looking for that 
but just a, a quick little story. I had a friend from high school who reached out to me. Um, she had lost her job. She, she knows what I do. Somebody said, you ought to talk to Frank, get his advice. And I just told her, I said, you know, what are you excited about? You know, what really kind of, you know, what energizes you? She, and she was a dental hygienist. Um, and she said, well, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm a breast cancer survivor. I'm really passionate about that. Then go find a road race or something like that. People, there's people out, there's always people, someone to help, right? There's always something to do. And so she did, and she got to know people. And through that, she met somebody and they suggested, you know what, you like the medical profession. There's a program out there where you can get, you can become a massage therapist and it's through a government grant it's paid for. Mm -hmm. And she did. Um, and that's what she does to this day. And she talks about that. And it was nothing I did other than, hey, just stop wallowing in being let go and go and just volunteer. It'll so okay. I'll tell you that offline this this other thing. But yeah, those stories lead to, I mean, look what you did for her with which was so little, but it started the process that led her forward into her next um evolution really of yep. herself as well as her next um uh, profession so that's kind of cool yeah thank you so much i've really enjoyed the conversation with you today and i do have your um all your links for people who might want to get hold of you please do if you're interested in uh, frank's networking organization or you just want to say hi or whatever check out his books and on his website and um and again i appreciate uh your time that you spent with me frank and to my audience thank you so much for being here again beginning of 2022 it's rather exciting it's going to be a good year i feel it in my bones so if you like what you heard please leave a review we love those positive reviews and please let us know thank you so much and remember stay connected and be remembered Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share out this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.